Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I will be continuing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, this is going to be a nice little podcast based solely around the new episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I hope you've been keeping up with them as much as I have. Uh, alongside me, momentarily, we'll be introducing a guest who will be going along this journey of episodes 3, 4, 5, and eventually the predictions of 6 and 7. We've already tackled episodes one and two, so you don't need to hear my opinion on those. If you do want to hear about them, please go back to the previous podcast that I did, just called Obi-Wan Kenobi. It tackles episodes one and two, gives my predictions, some of which come true within this podcast, and I will refer back to using clips. Uh, And if I don't, then that's bad editing right there and bad timing. But nonetheless, this is going to be the general gist of it. The general idea behind this podcast will be tackling uh, what happened within episodes three and four, what was good, what was bad, all of these little details that come in and out of it. Episodes uh, five is my favorite, and I think that's going to come up with the most detail. Not only does it have some of the references to the prequels, but it also comes up with some of the best action and a lovely almost round up, even though we've got two episodes to go. Uh, I'm keen to see what our guest has to say, uh, and generally speaking for me personally i felt that episodes three and four were kind of a little bit mediocre uh three maybe less because we got the introduction of vader and i think that as a character has such a shadow as you would say on the whole series uh that it becomes the center of attention nonetheless we're going to get into these topics momentarily so, and without further ado, welcome to the show, Jordan Green. I'm just going to jump right into it. What did you think of like episodes three and four to start off with? Like, what what was that all about? I think I don't, I don't even know how to put it. I know Mandalorian was good. Boba Fett was that was Boba Fett, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kenobi has literally blown those out of the water. I I am like continually impressed by it. Like the attention to detail. I, I was thinking about this in the shower before I got on. Um, it's like they know how to give fans what they want. Yes. yes. It's what we've been wanting and waiting for, and they just keep on providing. It's, I, I totally agree, mate. Like the attention to detail in terms of mm. like not only the characters or like bringing in new universes, it's like. One of the things I spotted, and I imagine you saw this as well, is that how they've organized each episode is that they're making little references to the original prequels and the original Star Wars. So like episode one. Yeah, I actually had a, had a point about that to mention it a little later on. Yeah, so it's... Are we okay with spoilers? Everyone's seen it by now, right? Yeah, let me put a spoiler alert in right now, and it'll be that blaring one that you can't fucking ignore, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so when um obviously we know the third sister was one of the younglings in the temple, which yes. I thought was also an awesome touch. Really cool way to link it back. Play the, the clip of me predicting that in, ep- in the previous podcast. Go. <laughs> I think she's going to be a fantastic character to follow throughout the series because she clearly has some link to Vader or some sort of tenuous link between uh, the 
wanting to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have a feeling when we see the first temple, when we see the execution of Order 66, she's one of the younglings. And I think Vader finds her and doesn't kill her. I think that she may be one... They mentioned that they, when they found her, she was on the streets, rags to becoming an inquisitor. But I think there's more to it than that. <laughs> Done. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> so when they have their fight and Vader defeats her, it has these like flashbacks to him stabbing the younglings, which is also giving the fans what they want. We wanted to see more of that. Anyone we, we who says they did. didn't is lying. Yes, um, 100%. The internet spoke on that years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was so cool how they've linked it together with those flashbacks mid-fight mm-hmm. of Vader stabbing at the younglings and all this sort of stuff. And when you've got the stuff going on between Vader and Kenobi, it flashes back to them sparring. And another thing I noticed, I don't know when that sparring was from because Anakin's lightsaber is different. It's his earlier model one. This is the thing that I noticed because it's got um, the his episode three model looked a little bit different. His episode two saber hilt was a little bit more like Darth Vader's one, but without the black on it. Oh, that's a... F- that's a really good spot, mate. Like, I did not see that at all. I'm a bit of a nerd for it because I've got it all on the wall. But, no, um, mate, that's sick. Because it was showing how he was getting quite dark with it and how he's being aggressive. And it was a quote I wrote down. Um, Mercy doesn't defeat an enemy is one of the things he said during that sparring. And um it did indeed, yeah. That was sort of showing his, I guess, the start of his transition. And um, I thought it was interesting that they they used the lightsaber hilt that looked more like Darth Vader's one. So, you, so you're thinking like this is like a little bit of a uh, a click of evolution towards that period of time. So, like even back then, before he'd become a true Jedi Knight, there was like little bits of oh, you know, he's yeah. he's turning a little bit dark each time. So, I guess I guess like storyline wise, when he turned into Vader he would have built himself a lightsaber that was familiar with what he knew or how he knew how to fight best with. But I thought it was interesting from the filmmaking perspective that they've used his lightsaber in that flashback that is more similar to the Vader one. It just ties things together nicely. It does indeed, mate. I love that. And to you were talking about the flashback where they're in the Jedi Temple as well and and the idea of him using like this lightsaber but then it becomes corrupted and you can see the hilt still stays the same between like that corruption and it's turning into like a red lightsaber and i love that because like the whole point of a kyber crystal is that you have to like literally like take it and like break it almost to turn into the sith version so uh, yeah i'm kind of hoping in, in in some of the um episodes to come they show something like that because I know it's been in, I think there's some of the comics covered it. Um, Vader trying to crack his crystal and the crystal sort of fighting back and blowing him across the room and stuff, I think is how it went. It'd be cool if they actually show some of that live action. Yes. Yeah, with Hayden Christensen just like putting all of his evil like acting skills into that. I love that. This is the thing, while they've got them and while they're sort of, have the stage so to speak it'd be cool for them to to cover that 
Yes. I think it's a thing that a lot of people have always wondered about. Dude, I was saying it in the last podcast, man. Like the what they could have they could do with this series is limitless. And they have mm. so much resources to be able to put that towards this series. And like you said, like we're not disappointed so far. So keep going, like keep pushing the boundaries. Like there's so much you can do. This is the thing, this is why and I know when Disney bought Star Wars, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be really watered down. It's going to be rubbish. They're not going to, to do anything with it. But those people are getting proved wrong time and time again. It's cool. They've got, like you said, the resources and the budget and they're taking on the right people to work with it who do care about it and are creative yes. in a way that suits the stories. Ah, uh, that's that's a really good point as well. Like suiting Apart from the Boba story. Fett. <laughs> Apart from Boba Fett, yes, whose <laughs> characters just like switched upside down and like torn apart, and just like, yeah, you're no longer cool anymore, dude. You're a sand worshipping weirdo who's just like, <laughs> not the women and children, but the, you know, I feel like Anakin should have covered and said, hang on a minute, I'll show you how to be actually evil. Um, All right, yeah. This series proved that. I think, I don't know about you, but when I saw episode three and Vader fucking like, choking and snapping people's necks yeah. mid-episode you're like yeah this wow. is a, another thing that i want to talk about i so obviously in in episodes of the actual star wars saga episodes four five and six vader's your bad guy is you're like i hate to say you're like typical bad guy mm. but it doesn't really show how bad he is and yes. I, again in the books and comics it's like this dude is a genocidal maniac but in Kenobi, you actually you get to see a glimpse of like just how evil he is and yeah. how sort of merciless he is. And I think it's cool to see with the third sister where she wants to kill Vader. There's also a lot of Vader reflected in her in the way that she's got this ruthlessness and rage, but it's not as controlled. She yes, she's almost like a younger Anakin. So she's like her feelings get the better of her and she will let loose and shout a lot she has the same sort of motivations and she'll lead attacks and stuff but the way she goes about it is a lot more reckless yeah and it almost has and i love this comparison between star killer if you know that for those all, all those big fans out there star killer is like hope, that representation Dude, if he shows up, that's where they've won the fan base. Everyone just bows down to Disney and says, take my bloody money, take it. You know? yeah. uh, but like that, the force that Vader uses where he's fighting the third sister, it, I love that because it was just his overwhelming strength and power showing yeah, who thing. he is. It's like he didn't even really need to try that hard. Yeah. And um, there's... Another thing that I, I've, not, I've known about sort of for a while, read about years ago, is they say force users, the force flows better through organic matter. So if you've got like real arms, real legs and stuff, you can use the force a lot more strongly. For Vader to have all his limbs prosthetic and still be stronger than everyone else shows just how powerful he was to start with. Exactly. And, and on top of that, the fact that he has the restrictions that actually cause him pain and yeah. Palpatine keeping him in that case to be able to make sure that he never like you know broke the rule of two and went against yeah. him because of this like casing almost like a prison. You know? That was another cool thing I thought that sort of added on from episode three is episode three of the films 
that mm. um, I remember even when it came out when I was a kid, there's this sort of general consensus that they didn't show enough of Vader getting suited up and fixed up by the droids. They sort of pick a few bits of burnt flesh and clothes off, put the helmet on, and he's Darth Vader now. Whereas you actually get to see um, him float around in the tanks with the mask on, his limbs getting put on, all the, the suit pieces with the spikes that go into him and stuff. It, just, it covers a lot more detail. It's like, it's like you said before, the attention to detail is it's definitely upped. Yes. And only we're going to really like get that because we want to see these details because they represent mm. a part of our childhood, you know? Like, this is, this is yeah. important to us. Like, we want to see it done right. Like, let's, let's like see it's those details. Filling in banks almost. Yeah, exactly. It's like we don't want the comic books anymore. We want the, the real show being put on the screen with all the, the dirty deeds, you know? It's, it's, mm. it's so good in that sense. See, I'm so glad they've not diluted it too much. Obviously, they could, they could make it way more graphic, but. It's, it's covering enough detail that it's still really authentic. Exactly. And to, to like back you up even further there, like Obi-Wan's PTSD in episode three when he realizes like Anakin's alive, mm. that is like wow, magnifique, like just a sprinkling on top of, of doing that. I was gonna say, did you you know when you watched episode three, did you see like the the sort of like transition to episode five of how Obi-Wan Kenobi like progressed there at all? Yeah. I think it was really impactful because a lot of the time with the thing about him finding out he was alive as well you never really think about that you just sort of assume that everyone knows about Darth Vader yeah but I suppose because he'd been in hiding the whole time sort of closed himself off from the force so he couldn't you couldn't even feel that he was there or anything this is yeah another thing that I wanted to say was it's cool through the episodes um, you see him sort of reconnect with the force because you, you see him trying to talk to Qui-Gon he's not getting through you see him try and save Leia from falling and he just about manages it but it's by the time we get to episode 5 he's he's like throwing people around and all sorts yes like he, he makes so it he's, look he's so getting easy it back. by episode 5 doesn't he and his use of blasters that's, that's fun <laughs> I just, I just one time I wanted him to say so uncivilised so uncivilized. That's exactly what I was hoping for as well. And like, they, they had a chance as well to say hello there. Hello there. General Kenobi. And they blew it. They blew it so hard. I was so pissed. I was like, why doesn't he? Why? Yeah, I do think that they, they must have the people who make these things must be aware of sort of Star Wars memes and things that have trended over the years. Yeah. Because I think that that in itself is an accurate way of seeing how fans feel about things and what's what's current and what's what people want. So they should have they should have included more memes. A hundred percent. I'm expecting Vader to say them. or reference them. Yeah. Vader needs to say this is where the fun begins at some point, just like uh <laughs> Well, um, just like Anakin. Hayden did say that on one of the interviews, didn't he? There was sort of um press conference or press release or something like that. Yes. And um, yeah, he said, this is where the fun begins. You just hear the crowd go nuts. And I was like, yeah. Is there anything you want the fans to know or any last thing you want to say to them before we get to see this series tonight? This is where the fun begins. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, he he clearly know, like, understands he the is, fan base. Yeah, he's he's a fan of it himself. He knows the fan base. It's just it was just a nice thing. It's such a small thing, but it it means a lot to people. It does, and like. I think for me as well, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm being a little bit harsh here. I felt like episode four was a little bit mediocre in terms of like content for me. I skipped through mm. quite a bit of it to to get to like the the end of like rescuing Leia. And maybe that's my bad, but like I found that episode three had such a great ending that I was kind of a bit more meat to it, yeah. Yeah, I want I wanted a little bit more detail. And the third sister, like, you know, semi-torturing Leia almost like kind of half-heartedly kind of felt a little bit i don't know yeah maybe i'm being a bit harsh i suppose they that might be the disney effect they don't want to show a kid getting tortured on an app yeah. for children but <laughs> <laughs> you just I, I think leo has been really well done as well yeah yeah we we, we could all find that the kids an being character. annoying or something mm. but she's just so so like sassy and headstrong and just some little one-liners you know when um ben says that he has to pretend to be her dad and she's like granddad maybe yeah i love that, that. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's such a like a sassy little character but also shows a lot of traits of carrie fisher's layer which i thought was yes. you know it was it was nice it was good yeah also Emotional. a nice little lines from obi-wan saying like you remind me of padme without saying yeah. you remind me of padme which is awesome like you don't hear much about padme in any other part of the universe apart from in the prequels which is kind of like you know, yeah a little bit dodge again a really good attention to detail mm, exactly and i think the amount granted this is 10 years after episode three but the amount they link it back to it is it sets things up pretty nicely yes and the, the 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 links there, the use of the Inquisitors, because they could have like come up with a new bad guy or something along those lines, but they yeah. knew that they had something working for them already, and they didn't really need to invent something new. They could use something the fans always already like from Rebels and from Clone Wars and yeah, look where it is, uh, and, and they are pretty from, cool. Um, in terms. Fallen Order that had Inquisitors as well, didn't it? Exactly, exactly. I'm looking to see Callan. I think it's cool. He's got to be in the series at some point. I, I thought that would be a cool, a cool, even if it's just a brief, a brief thing. Yeah. But um, I think the Inquisitors are one of those things where it's not a new character, but it's been done well enough that it sort of feels new. Yes. It's still, it's still quite like a fresh concept. And and because of that, they yeah. can push it a little bit further as well with the uh, yeah. the the use of the Grand Inquisitors semi-dead uh, you know no questionable death of the in the second episode which i was like hmm how are they gonna play that out in rebels huh yeah it's the thing i suppose they have to keep it all all consistent and canon they don't have too many different versions of events because it is annoying when that happens yeah but um Rebel, rebels is canon now isn't it yes yes it is it is thankfully because yeah. Yeah, I think that's because it was written and produced by Dave Filoni. So, like, he, he is the Star Wars god now in terms of, like, being able to link things. Yeah, he is King Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I think it's better that way. It's, it keeps everything a lot more uniform. Yeah. And by doing so, we like you said, you've got that lovely connection between three and this series so well. And I think that that 
can be even i mean this is why episode five was my favorite because we're getting these flashbacks and you're like this looks so good like so consistent with coruscant the use of like anger the use of training between pad pad one and like master just like they could have not had you know they they could have gone the cheap way and not brought in hayden's christians at all you know and they could have just been like yeah we'll just you know use a new story for you and mcgregor but they didn't like that's that's the thing i thought he was just going to be like really minor parts maybe it'd be him playing vader in the suit because he liked the character and there was that part when they got to i don't remember the planet name when they went to hide um and he had that little vision of anakin over in the other side of the hill mm. i thought it was just gonna be oh, little parts yeah, like that, yeah, but when yeah, you actually, yeah 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 before they um they get on the transport with that farmer dude um yeah to actually see him fully playing anakin yeah. as like padawan anakin really cool so I'm, I'm kind of hoping for more of that as well i i think you're right i think they've got two episodes now where they can utilize a little bit of battles maybe between vader and obi-wan maybe and like we've got i, I genuinely didn't think they were going to meet i thought that was going to be the whole series without them meeting to like stay super consistent between episodes four and three but yeah. like they're breaking I think that would annoy the fan base too much I think oh, yeah. if we went a whole a whole series about Kenobi without him having some Darth Vader action everyone would just not be best pleased me included yes yeah definitely I was gonna ask but, um, did you, what do you think of the burning like <laughs> that was yeah, I was literally about to start talking about that really cool I mean I I think I watched that bit on my own because I think Lucy had fallen asleep at that point. I was like, well, I'm not pausing this. Um, I was like, holy shit. That's so just intense. Like, when it started and when it, I was like, there's no way he's going to do that. And then Disney did. And I was like, geez, like, that's dark. Like, that's not just, like, revenge. That's cold-blooded, I'm going to watch you burn alive and we're going to watch yeah, it that, on that's screen. what I mean. Like, it's, it's cool that they actually showed like proper darkness of Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And like the clone this troopers are just watching. I love that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> just imagine because, well, I suppose by that point, they're stormtroopers. They're like recruited or kidnapped kids, stormtroopers rather than clones because clones aren't really a thing. Like the um the homeless clone trooper that sees Obi-Wan yes. and recognizes him. Yeah, I can just imagine all these stormtroopers behind him thinking like, God damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, he's had enough already. He's dead already. Just like the Simpsons <laughs> kids. Stop! He's already dead. <laughs> oh, stop it. It's too much. Oh, dear. Yeah, I thought that was, that was really in the nicest way possible. It was really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Just... And the back to tank comparison in episode four like the beginning of yeah. it i thought that was really nice as well like really cool comparison See, i think they a lot of the characters so sort of between anakin and third sister between obi-wan and vader there's a lot of scenes where they'll flash between the two characters to show that they're sort of bonded in their individual storylines mm. i mean everyone all the, all the storylines are sort of linked together anyway but there's these sort of partnerships between certain characters that they they keep drawing comparisons i think this is where the third sister is so interesting because there's a character that obviously relates to anakin but also the other inquisitors they're so different to her and i I think that's really good but i think it's also like 
I want to see more of all of the Inquisitors. I don't know why. I just, I love the whole, like, difference, like, the diversity by, the, between all of them. And I want to see more fighting. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me, but, like, I want to see more of them in action, like, fighting yeah. other people, you know, or maybe a Jedi. I think it'd be cool if they, if they did some sort of origin, even, like, just touched on it, origin stories of the Inquisitors, because not a lot of them were, like, kidnapped as force sensitive children some of them were like ex-jedi turned not sith but turned inquisitor yeah and and a um, really good example of that is the jedi guard being the grand inquisitor yeah which is fucking nuts yeah. seeing as they're like the most yeah, dedicated just, yeah i think i would love to see some of how that came about yeah because some of the detail i found was that the inquisitor's were half-heartedly trained by Vader. So, like, he didn't yeah. really care about them. And that you can see that in the series. Like, I love that. Like, he's like, yeah. you're all disposable. Friggin', like, I'll snap your necks and we'll move on. <laughs> like, uh, but he, he was, like, enforced to do it by Palpatine, apparently. Uh, so that was, mm. like, I found that really intriguing. <laughs> yeah, that. I suppose he might not have wanted them to be too powerful because I guess he didn't want any sort of threat mm. to his position. Not yeah, and, worried about it, but yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I kind of laughed when I saw that the third sister was going to try and take on Vader because, like, as fun as it was to like see her try and fight him, but I was like, come on now, you don't think you're going to win this, do you? Yeah, and when he said, I don't remember the exact line, but when he said, Do you think I didn't see what you were doing or what you wanted? Yes, like when he saw, he just saw through everything, but he kept it quiet because it was still an easier way for him to get to Kenobi. Yes. It's all Kenobi. And this is it. These little things, like these little details, they just keep getting, like, bringing more out. Um, the Jedi tomb scene, like, realizing that the, the the temple of, like, the Inquisitors is built upon the Jedi. Fantastic juxtaposition between mm. the Jedi temple being built upon a Sith temple and what, where Palpatine gained power. It's like, ah, oh, just like, mm. bang, bang. Like, such cool details there. I don't want to, like, try and defend Boba Fett because I felt like that you know that's a series that isn't really defendable now because it's such a meme uh, and and so many memes have come out of it because, which is beautiful which is fantastic but like at the same time I look at Clone Wars and I think I look at that and I think look this is the ideal this is where you can take and expand the universe without too much while staying on the same timeline and then giving what the fans what they want really which is you know the possibilities are endless in terms of live action as well so yeah. there's not really a lot of ex excuses i also wonder after kenobi's done i guess they'll be doing like another season of mandalorian or Boba Fett, whatever but what the next one will yeah. be because i think i'm sure we've said this before i really hope they do something old republic or even earlier yes i want to see some of that i want to see some sith lord action yeah yeah just i don't care which one i just want to see an old an old sith lord even sort yes of prior to rule of two would be cool dude yeah maybe bring in darth bane they they just have like the chaos of the the empire the sith empire and then they have bane come in and like tear it all up and bring the rule of two in yeah. that's the thing it was just that side of things isn't covered enough because obviously every film every series only really covers from sort of Republic to First Order and everything in between. Yeah, there's not enough. It is. It it feels like that like, meme, doesn't it? Where Obi Wan's saying, 
like this entire saga is about you Anakin like it feels that you know there's no other focus <laughs> apart from that <laughs> yeah that's the thing it all does sort of revolve around it even after Vader's gone it's Kylo Ren wants to be like Vader and it's still about how thing gets dragged back off and yeah you know good bad guys when you've got a good character you've got to bring them back of course like there's no other good characters we can we can build upon there yeah. <laughs> do you reckon they're all sat around their uh, table pitching idea there's too much money in palpatine <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good one mate that would be a fantastic meme if they were ever to like come join disney we have great ideas and great pitches and this is one of them <laughs> Unlimited money. <laughs> you just have <laughs> just oh man. Like Limited I'd go in there. Just... <laughs> that would be it, mate. That's it. They're just like, we're just gonna pump the Jedi <laughs> series and just keep going with Skywalker. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone from Disney does happen to chance upon this, yes, get Revan in. Get Revan in. Do this year. <laughs> Vicia is just as good yes. as Palpatine. Like, why not? Like, we're gonna keep going on about this until somebody fucking does something about it. Uh, but or even I... settle some Plagueis. Yes, and like, I don't know if you you listened to to my podcast on it, but there's such. I detail. did. Yeah, that was really cool, man. Like, but yeah, the, the, was, he is well into that one. Yeah, I think this is what I love about this series is that they. There's so many characters in the Star Wars universe that have such depth, him being one of them, but also Obi-Wan as a character. I want to hear a little bit more about, you know, some of his, how he's managed to go from, you know, just the average Jedi to being the guy who takes on the chosen one. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a little bit of, we don't truly understand his powers because we just see him, you know, getting beaten a couple of times in, in the prequels, but, you know, taking on the chosen one at the end and, and being like, like yeah. pretty badass. That's the thing. There's there's so much in between that you could probably spend a lifetime watching a series about Star Wars and still not cover everything. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I think so, I so think it, a Qui Gon Jinn growing up story would be good. Oh yeah, that that be bring like, that up. Quite, do you think we'll see Qui Gon in the final two episodes? It wouldn't surprise me. Mm. It would be really cool because I think they wouldn't mention him that much if it wasn't going to happen. So whether we just hear his voice, whether we see him as a force ghost, either of those things I'd be very happy with, to be honest. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to see in the like final two episodes? Are there any details that you think? Let's, let's jump those I'm on. I'm not sure. It'd be, I think it would be cool for Vader to have a Padme flashback. Yeah. And maybe reflect on it a little bit. Do do you think that Ahsoka will be mentioned? Yeah, I hope so. I didn't mm. think about that because I suppose that's another upcoming series, so like, it would make sense for them to reference it to get people sort of buzzed for that. It, yeah, I'm already buzzed already because I think there's going to be even more Hayden Christensen flashbacks that they can utilize yeah. now that everyone's like, we're on board, give us more of it. You know, I think he's, he's back on the payroll, so they can just call him back up and get him in again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's like unlimited money yes <laughs> yeah I think oh, it would be um, it would be good for because 
it was Rebels, wasn't it? We had a Vader Ahsoka fight. Yes, exactly. So, I want to see yeah, that live action. That I, I love that episode as well in the Sith Temple. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, some more of that because they they must have crossed paths more than once, you know. Exactly, and like that whole him, like the the breaking of his mask, and you yeah, can see like that glowing up, yeah. eye. Like, that's crazy. That, that is another thing I would like to see more of him as pre-suit Darth Vader. So when before he before he fought Obi Wan, when you like when he's in the temple and stuff, and you see his eyes start to turn yellow. Yeah. So I thought that was exactly. really a really powerful thing in the film. We don't see enough of it. It is. It's, it's true, like, that true evil, isn't it? Like, that true Sith power mm. right there. I think it it sort of shows it a bit better as well, because obviously his lightsaber is still blue by that point, and mm. he's still just in normal Jedi get-up. So the eye changing colour is... It shows a bit of the character's development before it becomes obvious. Yes. Yeah, exactly, because Vader's very clunky in that sense. It's like, ah, yes, he's yeah. just Vader. Yeah, it's just, like, pure evil. See, it, it shows that it's starting to, like, corrupt him from the inside out. Like, it physically starts to show. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, like, do you think that... Is there anything else that could make Vader, like, even more... I don't know, just, like... Because, to me, this is, like, a perfect depiction of him truly enveloping that evil. Is there anything that you'd want to yeah. see that would, like take that comic book reference and be like, yeah, we've made it here, like, in the final two episodes. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Like, we've seen him snap his neck, so where do you go from there, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> yeah. You just, just start going through, like, the Jedi Temple where flashback again and just be, like, kids just flying through the air. Just, like, you just see them, like, being chucked across. <laughs> just bodies flying about it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just, guess... like, all of the fan base just laughing in the background. Um... <laughs> The people really getting what they want. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I guess maybe more sort of attacks on communities. Yeah. Like innocent people. Because he seems to... With the Empire, it was their sort of thing that they were going to bring peace to the galaxy and all this sort of stuff. And a lot of planets were fine with the Empire because it's, they help keep things running or whatever. But you've then got one of the bosses of the Empire coming in and just murdering innocent people. So in a way, I guess it'd be good to see more of that because it gives a bit more scope to how evil he was and how ruthless ruthless he was in achieving what he set out to achieve on missions. Yeah, that's it. And I don't know how that could be related to to Obi-Wan. I don't know how they can take the story from here because obviously... We're in this in-between bit now where Leia and Obi-Wan could potentially just, you know, go back to Tatooine, but I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it's going to have to be the case that Vader doesn't find Leia as well because he doesn't, in episode four, he doesn't notice his daughter. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to stay separate for the rest of it. I think a cool thing would be um, in episode five, Obi-Wan finds that box of lightsabers that I guess are from younglings or fallen Jedi or something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if Vader was to come across that, it could like spark some memories. I think that'd be a full touch. <laughs> Mate, yeah, and you just have the flashback of all the Jedi he's killed, basically, <laughs> just one at a time. Just like, Jesus. But then the tomb. Maybe it was General like, Grievous' reflects... old stash. 
mate, can you imagine? <laughs> just find like, like ah, welcome to my country. <laughs> oh, that'd be savage. Oh my god. He, he but... opens up the box, you just hear hello there, echo for his mind. Hello there. General Kenobi. Oh my god. <laughs> the whole fan base goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those moments, isn't it? That is, I think this is the thing as well. With uh, this is why it's so serious. This series, because yes, there's a few references, but it's it's actually a really well done story in terms of like yeah. in comparison to some of the other Star Wars movies that you kind of feel yeah, the writing was like, hmm, hang on. A few moments later, with this series, I think there's there's nothing sort of goofy or character about it. With yes. Boba Fett, it was a little bit like not it was almost like spaghetti western-esque whereas with, with it, this it it's serious that, and it? it's dark and it's deep i t- you know what you've su- you've really summed that up well because it felt like that didn't it, it felt kind of cartoonish and this is actually yeah. like gritty and real mm. you know yeah, i don't exactly feel like that. yeah I just... it's hard to to sum to me how much this is so well done in terms of making it for the fans yeah. and I'm I'm thinking to myself, how would you have improved Boba Fett to reflect the same quality as what we're seeing now? That's a good question. I think it just it's another of those ones where it needed to be a bit darker. Maybe not as dark, but he, he was yeah. such a mysterious character. And I think it's cool to see another side of him. And it was cool to see how how he survived the Sarlacc pit because that would also only ever been covered in comics, really, my knowledge. Yeah. Um but it's just taken away a lot of the mystery. And I think that's something that we're looking for a little bit in. This is why it's been so good in Obi-Wan is that the, we're seeing this less mystery from Vader. And like you said, we're breaking away that, like the little bits of the character bit by bit to, to get to like that, that true evil part. But he's still got that sort of, because he's not that outspoken a lot of the time. He's still got that sort of menacing quietness to him. I, I, I think that, the, the one thing about Vader as well was that he would allow people to... And, and I think Boba Fett's a little bit like this in the sense that he'd let other people speak first and then he yeah. would, like, kind of uh, make judgment afterwards. It's, I, I think that kind of, like, is, is a nice little relationship between the two of them. They're quite quiet characters until they're not, in which case it's, like, all guns yeah. blazing sort of thing. I think with Boba Fett, he's, like, sort of turn a page almost. He's gone from being mm. this bounty hunter who's quiet and he buys loyalty and sort of stuff to it's like he's trying to start a new chapter personally because he's yes. tired of it yeah it was it was really nice seeing i've forgotten it is kane is it kane who's the cowboy slash alien with the uh cool like guns that he kills at the end of the series cad bane cad bane the, thank the you blue sorry guy, yeah. i said kane didn't i <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it was close enough <laughs> I don't know, he always bothers me even even in even in animated series he was just one of those characters where every time he showed up I was like oh great this guy like... I don't know what it is like the way he speaks or the fact he's really cocky or his eyes kind of spook me out a bit there's just a lot of things about him I was like ah oh, get off my screen there's a lot of like uh, you know childhood uh, nightmares coming up there with those eyes yeah you know I must have been 
I must have been bitten by a Cad Bane when I was young or something. So fucking bitten. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, I think he's a cool character. He's just... I don't know. Sort of personal grievance there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I do feel you. Like, his voice is... It's almost uh, kind of... It's hard to listen to, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like grinds on your ears. But he's a Nesso. It was a cool addition. Mm. Either way. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask as well. He's that there was, even though Boba wasn't exactly the best, I thought some of the characters put in there. Do you think that mm. the characters put in Obi Wan are, in, in terms of like supporting characters, are as good as some of the others, like the Mandalorian and, you know, Boba to, to some extent? I think at the moment it's been quite main character centric. We've had a lot of other mm. characters star characters help out, out and stuff but I think in Mando and Boba Fett some of the side characters have played a more impactful part mm. so they feel like a bit more of a main character yeah I, I, I always like to refer to Bill Burr's character who's playing the traumatized bounty hunter when he has the scene where he sat with the Mandalorian in that canteen and that officer's telling him about the slaughter basically that he was ordered to go through and I look at that performance and I think, well, that's what I'm looking for a little bit in other people in, in the Star Wars yeah. universe in terms of a supporting character because it's so you know, traumatizing, but also makes the Star Wars universe come alive in the sense of, oh, there was battles that we didn't know about that were going on that were just frigging awful, that were you know, evil and, and destructive by the Empire, uh, which we don't see in, in you know, a lot of the major movies. Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of mystery behind what actually happens behind the empire yeah. taking over. You know, there's not a lot of that happening. I think that sort of leads to my next point as well. This is going to be my my last thing I had written down is that um, in the films, I think you tend to see the storyline focuses on a bigger scale, so like a, a galactic scale, I guess, because you've got all the politics and all these various battles and stuff. Even the shots tend to be like bigger landscape like wide shots they focus on yeah. as much of the scene as they can whereas yeah. with things like Kenobi it's the shots are a lot tighter on the character yeah you get your landscape shots to show where they are and what the planet's like but a lot of it is quite tight in on the characters as is the story yeah. I love that yeah that's that's really well spotted as well, mate, because that's hard to see when you're watching. You're not really taking in a lot of the focus is on the dialogue. You know what I mean? Like the interaction mm. between the character. And it's very easy to sort yeah. of like ignore what the second director does in terms of, you know, cin cinematography and then also like what's going on in the background. So that's yeah, that's really well understood because you're right obi-wan almost becomes like a condensed character and of, of where he goes because of his focus on tatooine and that would make sense for him to have less you know background shots of coruscant and stuff mm. like that and more like you know hermit like <laughs> shots i don't know how that is you know you can say that really but i suppose the hermit part was only sort of at the start of it and then the main main part of the story is him leaving the hermit life and getting on with missions i get he might go back to it because by the time that episode four comes around that's obviously been a few more years from where Kenobi will end so he yeah, might go back and, to being old Ben 
And that's when Leia's right and he really has become a granddad and the age just yeah. poor Ewan McGregor has to age terribly into Alan, <laughs> Alan Guinness. One, one thing I noticed is the when they're having their lightsaber fights and there's people with blasters or bright lights, the lens flares are quite similar to the sequel films. Yes. So it's, it's filmed in quite a similar way. Yeah, I d- uh, you know what? I didn't spot that. like big movie production. It does because the difference, like the the lightsabers in Episode Four, are kind of like glowy, aren't they? And there's there's like a lot brighter. especially in the flashbacks mm. as well between Anakin and Obi Wan. Like those blue lightsabers look friggin' crazy. Like it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm glad it's so well well produced and put together and filmed. Mm. Yes, it just makes it really sort of visually stunning to look at. Exactly. And I was going to ask as well, because I've had a few people say that they weren't, they weren't overwhelmed by it. Like there wasn't, they weren't as enamored as we were. And I think it's because we see a lot of the details, the little nitty gritty yeah. things that really make it for us. What would you say? They just need, they just need to look better. <laughs> they need to, yeah. So your, your advice to them was like, they need to look deeper into the series then. And like do their research. glasses on, watch it again. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Because I, I, for me, I'm biased. And I think we, we both are in terms because my childhood revolved around, you know, the Lord of the Rings, the, you know, the, the Star Wars that like, I grew up pretending to be Obi-Wan and be Anakin. Like that was like yeah, part of me. 100%. So, so to see this now and see it in my through my eyes as an adult, it's like, yes, this is brilliant. Like this is so cool. And that's probably the bias kicking in, but. Like, you know, it is what it is. You've got to love something when it's when it's that, like, related to, to, to growing up. Yeah, so it's, it's done years worth of fandom. A good service. Yeah. Yes. that's a, You know what? They should say that at the end of it. Uh, in the credits, like at the end of the final episode, this one is <laughs> for the fans. That would be sick. Yeah, be 100%. Sick. Trying to think of any, any more details before we, we head off. Um. I've said about the t- tomb. You said about some of the like the crazy background stuff that I didn't spot. The lightsabers, the fact that there's zooming out, the fact that um, like Vader as well, like some of the details behind him. Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought the stormtroopers actually look a lot cooler in the newer episode. I thought episode five and how they like united as a front to fight yeah, the they- rebellion. It's kind of cool. finally got that shit together. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Not everyone was missing every five seconds. Like it was, it was actually. That comes a, a bit later. Maybe they they get a bit tired after this, and that's when episode four comes, and they're useless. <laughs> exactly, and they can't shoot straight immediately. It's just like Empire's budget was not on training anymore. Palpatine start looks at Vader like we're out of funds. Fuck <laughs> Disney. Um, <laughs> Unlimited money didn't do so well. No, no. <laughs> You just see uh, Palpatine with like a drug addiction or something, just like I've crumbled it all away. Fuck. Oh, Toys look so rough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not the Sith, but that's that's another cool thing. Like I always thought, like every no one ever talks about how Palpatine scars are like part of the Sith. Like that's like a, a to be a Sith, you have to like you have to be scarred. Like you can't, which yeah. I always found really interesting. Battle hardened. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, thank you very much for coming on, telling us some of your cool notes and cool details. 
And uh, I'm sure, mate, at some point we'll do another part because, like, there's so much detail in these episodes and these, these like, well, that's the thing. If they're, if they're going to go this in depth, we're going to have plenty to talk about in another couple of weeks' time, <laughs> mate. Exactly. We'll just jump right back into it and Zoom will never stop us, damn it. We'll keep recording whether they like it or not. Um, and the FBI agents will be still watching. So, um, thank you very much, mate. And uh, I will end it here. So, this has been a Taylor Sales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And welcome to Jordan Green episode. This has been episode 92 with Jordan Green. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's elite. So uncivilized. <laughs>